Hello, everybody. Welcome to Transform Aisha's podcast. And I want to tell you, we're going to start with the summary of Second Chronicles. Okay, here it goes. In chapter 13, Abhai became king of Judah during Jeroboam's reign, verse 1. There was a war between Abai and Jeroboam, verse 2. Abai said some of the following. Verse 6. Yet Jeroboam, son of Nebat, an official of Solomon, son of David, rebelled against his master. Verse 8. And now you plan to resist the kingdom of the Lord, which is in the hands of David's descendants. You are indeed a vast army and have with you the golden calves that Jeroboam made to be your guards. Verse 10. As for us, the Lord is our guard, and we have not forsaken him. The priests who serve the Lord are the sons of Aaron, and the Levites assist them. Verse 12. God is with us, for he is our leader. His priests which with their trumpets will sound the battle cry against you. People of Israel, do not fight against the Lord, the God of your ancestors, for you will not succeed. And end quote. God gave the final result later on. Verse 8. Team. The Israelites were subdued on that occasion, and the people of Judah were victorious because they relied on the Lord, the God of their ancestors. Verse 19. Abahai pursued Jeroboam and took from him the towns of Bethel, Jezeroth, and Ephraim with their surrounding villages. Jeroboam did not regain power during the time of Abahai. The Lord struck him down and he died. But in verse 21, but in Abra grew in strength. Abra was only successful because he chose to live for God more than Jeroboam. It is not a matter of strength or luck, but simply choosing to honor God, put, putting him first and obeying his commands. In chapter 14, Asa became the king of Judah. The following happened, verse 3. He removed the foreign altars and the high places, smashed the sacred stones, and cut down the astral poles. Verse 4. He commanded Judah to seek the Lord, the God of their ancestors, and to obey his laws and commands. Verse 5. He removed the high places and incense altars in every side, every town in Judah, and the kingdom was at peace under him. Verse 6. He built up the fortified cities of Judah since the land was at peace. No one was at war with him during those years, for the Lord gave him rest. End quote. Asa faced trouble and prayed to God. He said the following, verse 11, Then Asa called to the Lord his God and said, The Lord, there is none like you to help the powerless against the mighty. Help us, Lord. Our God, for we rely on you, and in your name we have come against this vast army. Lord, you are our God. Do not let mere mortals prevail against you. End quote. God struck down the Kershites and gave Asa victory. Verses 12 to 15. When we live for God, we will experience troubles and hardships. But as long as we see God and no one else and obey God, God will get the final word. God is so faithful and true. In chapter 15, the Spirit of God came with Ezahir and met Asa. Verses 1 and 2 and told him the following. Verse 2. He went out to meet Asa and said to him, Listen to me, Asa, and all Judah and Benjamin. The Lord is with you when you are with him. If you seek him, he'll be found by you. But if you forsake him, he will forsake you. Verse 3. For a long time, Israel was without the true God, without a priest to teach, and without the Lord. Verse 4. But in their distress, they turned to the Lord, the God of Israel, and sought him, and he was found by them. Verse 7. But as for you, be strong and do not give up, for the 
for your work will be rewarded, end quote. I love Asa's following response, verse 8. When Asa heard these words of the prophecy of Azahai, son of Obdad, the prophet, he took courage. He removed the detestable idols from the land of Judah and Benjamin and from the towns he had captured in the hills of Ephraim. He repaired the altar of the Lord that was in front of the portion the portion of the Lord's temple. End quote. Asa later on assembled all Judah, Benjamin, and Jerusalem. Verses 9 and 10. They sacrificed to God. Verse 11. And entered a covenant to seek God with all their heart and soul. Verse 12. If they did not, they would be put to death. In verse 13. They took an oath and rejoiced. And, and rejoice. They took an oath and rejoiced and did what God said. Verses 14 and 15. As a result, God gave them rest in verse 15. It was said of this of Asa in verse 17 and 18 and 19. Though he did not remove the high places of Israel, Asa's heart was fully committed to the Lord all of his life. He brought into the temple of, the, of God the silver and gold and articles he and his father had dedicated. There was no more war into the 35th year of Asa's reign. End quote. In chapter 16, things went into a bad turn for Asa. Asa took the silver and gold from the guard's temple and gave it to Ben-Hadad, king of Amron, in verse 2. There was a treaty between them in verse 3. And they had success in conquering places in verse 4. This is the following response to Asa. Verse 7, 8, and 9. At the time, Hanan the seer came to Asa, king of Judah, and said to him, Because you relied on the king of Aaron and not the Lord your God, the army of the king of Aaron has escaped from your hand. Were you and were not and liberals a minor army with great numbers of chariots and horsemen? Yet when you relied on the Lord, he delivered them into your hand. For the eyes of the Lord range throughout the earth to strengthen those whose hearts are fully committed to him. You have done a foolish thing, and from now on you will be at war. End quote. Asa responded in anger and threw, and threw him in prison, verse 10, and oppressed people in verse 10. Asa was afflicted with an illness and did the following, verse 12. In the, 39, in the 39 year of his reign, Asa was afflicted with a disease in his feet. Though the disease was, was severe, even in his illness, he did not seek help from the Lord, but only from the physicians, end quote. It is not about how you start, but how you finish. Asa devoted himself to the Lord, but then relied on other people and did not seek the Lord when he had the illness. The moment we turn from God and other things, even innocent things, it would lead to our destruction. In verse 17, Jeroharazabal was Cain. Verse 1. Um, verses 3, 4, 5, 6, and 10. The Lord was with Jeroharazabal because he followed the ways of his father David before him. He did not consult the bells, but sought the Lord, but sought God of his father and followed his commands rather than the practices of Israel. The Lord established the kingdom under his control, and all of Judah bought gifts to Jehoshaphat, so that he had great wealth and honor. His heart was devoted to the ways of the Lord. Furthermore, he removed the high places and the astral poles from Judah. They tore throughout Judah, taking with them the book of the Lord, the Lord. They went around to all the towns of Judah and taught the people. The fear of the Lord fell on the kingdoms of the lands surrounding Judah so that they would not go to war with Jerusalem. End quote. Some of the Philistines bought him gifts and Jerusalem came, became more and more powerful. Verse 12. In chapter 18, Jerusalem aligned himself with Ahab, a wicked king by marriage. Verse 1. It is crucial who you align yourself with. 
um, it's crucial that you, sorry, that you align yourself with people who love God and want to put God first. Jerusalem was asked from Ahab if he would go to war with him, verse 3. And Jerusalem asked to inquire from God, verse 4. He did not need to do that because he had no business being aligned with Ahab. There are times that I try to find scriptures that will benefit my life as an excuse not to accomplish God's word. I cannot take a verse or two or even a story as an excuse to disobey God's commands. I must surrender all to God and seek godly wise counsel to, to suit God's wills and needs for my life and not mine. Jerusalem was given the green light in verse 5, but he wanted a prophet of the Lord, verse 6. Mordecai was chosen, but Ahab did not like him because Mordecai spoke ill of him, verse 7. Sometimes I think I can compromise and disobey God to accomplish my will, but a lot of times those compromises and poor choices end up influencing me, influencing me instead of away from God. Sorry, give me one second. Yes, Americans said he will only say what God says, verse 13. Verse 22. So now the Lord has put a deceiving spirit in the mouths of these prophets of yours. The Lord has decreed disaster for you, end quote. This is what will happen whenever we decide to do bad things for some false good purpose we made. We cannot predict or address the future, so don't try it. God says no, so it should be the end of it. I am speaking for myself and the vital lessons I learned earlier on. Micah mentioned about Ahab's downfall, verses 25 to 27, and it was accomplished in verses 31 to 34. In my opinion, I believe that if Ahab would have repented and accepted correction, he would have still, he was still, have, he was still, um, he was, oh, sorry, he was still have to deal with consequences, but he probably wouldn't have died in verse 34. And chapter 19, the following was said about Jerusalem, verse 2. Jeroho, the seer, son of Ahab, went out to meet him and said to the king, Should you help the wicked and love? And wait a second. Oopsie. And love those who hate the Lord. Because of this, the wrath of the Lord is on you. Verse 3. There is, however, some good in you, for you have rid the land of astral poles and has set your heart on seeking God, end quote. Jerusalem did the following after verse 4. Jerusalem, entered, Jerusalem lived in Jerusalem and he went out again among the people of Bersheba to the hill country of Ephraim and turned them back to the Lord, the God of their ancestors. He gave them these orders. You must serve faithfully and wholeheartedly in the fear of the Lord, verse 10. In every case that comes before you and your people who live in, in the cities, whether bloodshed or the concerns of the Lord's commands, decrees, and regulations, you are to warn them not to sin against the Lord, otherwise his wrath will be his wrath will come on you and your people. Do this and you will not sin. End quote. He appointed judges in verse five as well. In chapter 20, Jerusalem was faced with wars against the Marabites and Amorites. Verse 1, Jerusalem inquired the Lord, proclaimed a fast for Judah, and they sought help from the Lord. Verses 3 and 4, Jerusalem made a speech about God in verses 5 to 13. Jerusalem was told that the battle is the Lord's and for, and for him not to be afraid or discouraged. Verse 15, Jerusalem bowed. Uh, let's see. Okay, so 
Yeah, Jerusalem worshiped the Lord. Verse 18. Jerusalem praised the Lord and told people to have faith. Verses 20 to 21. God kept his word and Jerusalem was at peace. Verses 22 to 30. Jerusalem was right in God's eyes. Verse 32. But did not remove the high places. Verse 33. He aligned himself with Ezra, who was wicked in verse 35. Jerusalem sh should have removed the high places and learned his lesson from aligning with Ahab. He made the same mistake with another ruler in verse 35. Unfortunately, it led to his downfall in verse 37. Ezra, son of Duranavan, prophesied against Jerusalem, saying, Because you have made an alliance with Ezahai, the Lord will destroy what you have made. End quote. The ships were wrecked and were not able to set sail to trade. End quote. He did not finish strong, and that's the most important way to end. In chapter 21, it discussed about Jer Jerusalem, who was king of Judah. Verse 6 and 7. He followed the ways of the kings of Israel, as the house of Ahab had done, for he married the a daughter of Ahab. He did evil in the eyes of the Lord. Nevertheless, because of the covenant the Lord had made it with David, the Lord was not willing to destroy the house of David. He had promised to maintain a lamp for him and his descendants forever. End quote. Even in his sin, God's grace and justice remains. Jerohom forsook the Lord. Verse 10. He caused the people of Jerusalem to prostitute themselves and led Judah astray. Verse 11. Jerohom was punished and afflicted with a disease. Verses 14 to 19. Verse 20. Jerome was 32 years old when he became king, and he reigned for, in Jerusalem for eight years. He passed away to no one's regret and was buried in the city of David, but not in the tombs of the kings. End quote. Thank you so much for listening to Transformation's podcast, and I hope you have a great day. Bye for now.